0: Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us once again for another DSCube webinar. If this is not your first time, welcome back to my home office based in Barcelona. And if this is your first time, thank you for joining us. Um, This is a very special session for us because it's from our own playbook. My name is Andrea Marin and I'm the DSCube Community Manager for Europe, the Middle East and Africa. And here with me, I have Peter van Tieseling, our COO and he's going to talk about uh, tips, tre- um, tips, tools, and tricks for remote work you know, uh, for team leads and individuals uh, to adapt to you know, working remotely and succeed. So I really hope you find it interesting. Just a couple housekeeping notes from my side. <coughs> Excuse me, from my side. So you're all muted, muted throughout the session to avoid any background noise, okay? However, that doesn't mean we don't want to hear from you. Please pose your questions on the Q&A. This will help us monitor rather than the chat box. On the chat box, you can actually go ahead and do as some of you have already done and tell us where you're joining us today from. And uh, Peter will answer all your questions throughout the webinar and also at the end, unless we run out of time, in which case he will, uh, you know, we will give you an answer in, in Britain uh, in the near future, there are some polls that we will be putting uh, through the session, so only the only thing you have to do is answer when it the window pops up in your screen, okay That's very simple. Um, this session is being recorded, so you know if you are watching the recording um, in a couple of weeks or something and you have more questions or you, know, you want to, to comment something, there will be a comment box below where you can put whatever you want to put. And um, I think I'm not leaving anything else, so um, I think the only thing left for me to do is to say to Peter, go ahead, all yours, the audience.
1: Good, thank you, Andrea. Hello, everyone. Um, this is Peter. I'm uh, saying hello to you from uh, the Netherlands, where I've set up this super sophisticated uh, webinar studio in my bedroom. Um, Today, we're going to talk about uh, tips, tools, and tricks for working with your remote team. And um, uh, as we were talking uh, about doing these sessions the other day, uh, we felt okay, you know, we operate remotely, so let's go share some of our best practices with our audience. Um, this is, I think, how many of us felt uh, weeks, or potentially even uh, one or two months ago, um, uh, when, let's say, the pandemic started to to impact everyone in different locations around the planet. Um, you know, finding our way up, uh, hoping that after the top of the hill we'd find the oasis or something else, and things would be looking back to normal um but obviously that's you know it's still ongoing and it's not the case and then so what we wanted to do here is share with you a little bit about okay how do we work give you a large amount of of tips and tricks um don't worry it's going to be super fast and efficient um uh, you can take notes but what i'm going to promise to you within an hour or 90 minutes after this session I'll send you a personal email Uh, with a link to the slides, with links to all the tools and and tips and tricks that I'll be sharing. So don't worry if things go too fast, you'll have the the presentation within an hour. Um, So the purpose of today's session is for leaders and individuals, right? So it's not just how to manage your team, but it's also how to operate within the team. Um, um, And it's important because being remote isn't the digital face-to-face. It's certainly fundamentally different than what you're used to if you're working in 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 an office. Um, I'll give you 30 to 35 tips and tricks uh, 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 boxed in, in, uh, in six, seven topics. Uh, I want you to ask as many questions as you can. Uh, use the Q&A feature, as Andrea said. We'll try to answer as, much, as many as we can. Um, but I have a bonus. You can book a virtual meetup uh, with me after, and we'll spend 20, 25 minutes talking about your specific challenges. Um, as Andrea said, we've got a bunch of polls just to keep you uh, awake and, and uh, tentative. Uh, so Andrea, let's lo- launch poll number one. So poll number one is the question, have you been working remote before? And when I say before, let's say before the pandemic. Okay, so it's not, uh, we're seeing it's about 50, it's 55, 54. So actually many of you are used to uh, to working remote, which is interesting, so, you know, well, good to be learning from each other as well. So, even share some of your tips and tricks if you if you have them. Um, so, let me talk a little bit about what DSCOOP is. So, DSCOOP, for those that don't know, is a global community of HP graphic arts users. We call them printers, converters, um, uh, and they share that they use HP printing technologies. We've got about eight to ten thousand members worldwide. They're distributed in eighty countries. We are known for doing our big annual conferences, which we were supposed to do one. Um, well, actually about a month ago in in orlando florida but you know we had to uh, reschedule that because of all the uh the issues that we're going through um, but over the 15 years we've we've had about 35,000 people attend our events we've delivered almost 1500 educational sessions um, um and we have a, an online platform through com. and what we've done over the last 60 days is moved completely from uh, uh, real-life sort of in-person in experience to a virtual experience uh, using our dscoop.com platform. And I certainly encourage you uh, in the industry to take note of that site, subscribe um, free of charge for, the, for uh, all the for access um, and stay up to date of what's, uh, of what's happening in the industry. Um, but dscoop is managed by a team of, uh, of 15, uh, 17 actually professionals that are distributed around the globe um these are people that are dedicated full time to running this community engaging with our members developing this type of education running the platform running our events um and as you can see you know it's uh, it's spread out throughout the globe so we are spread we're distributed in five countries and i'm we're dealing with five different time zones and on top of that this group is a volunteer driven organization so we work with our members directly uh, business owners uh, operators anyone working in a, in a printing company um, and with our partners. And we have over a hundred volunteers that actively engage with us. And those are the dots that you see a little bit, you know, uh, uh, again, across all continents and, uh, and, and time zones. So how do we do that? How do we manage that? How do we operate? We don't have a physical office. We don't have a building. We don't have uh, physical infrastructure. We are people working from home. As I said, I'm doing this session from, um, um, my bedroom, and I live in a in a house with my wife and, and, and three sons, who some are studying now from home, and, and one has actually just finished his uh, his graduation. Um, so it's not sexy, right? So this is what my what my desk normally looks like. Uh, I have a laptop uh, which I take with me when I travel, and I have a second screen which you know I use to uh, look at Excel. And you see, I've got a an extra keyboard. I have a decent view looking outside. Daylight is quite important. My coffee is, next to, is, is close by uh, my headset for uh, my Zoom meetings, as you can see on the left, I'm one of those meetings. Um, and I have a, a little paper notebook sort of to keep track of what's going on. Um, we as a team, we had to you know, uh, build a completely virtual infrastructure. So all our operation is virtual, or everything is, is hosted in the cloud, so to say, which is great for us. So everything is built on Office 365. So we are, we are a Microsoft uh, uh, type of organization. Uh, and we use all the features right we use microsoft teams as sort of our hub which you know is a is a is a very vibrant place of communication and 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 some fun as well work and fun files we you know we we, we collaborate uh, in the cloud uh, we use zoom for external meetings right so we can have anywhere up to 50 60 volunteers in a in a meeting at once talking to each other um, uh, a really nice tip for zoom if you have it is use the breakout rooms they can add a lot of uh, a good engagement in your meetings uh, we run our projects on a platform called Rike. Um, we run our crm on salesforce we do our marketing through campaign monitor we have a little chat box on our website and that's driven by intercom which is great so everyone is, is monitoring that and chatting with our members um, and we have a few other tools as well that allow me to engage with our team as we are remote and in different time zones so you see a thing called Office Vibe on the screen, which is great, It gives me a great sense of how the team is doing, how they're feeling, about their wellness, their health, the recognition, the uh, uh, happiness in their work. And uh, we have another little nifty uh, application called DailyBot, which I'll talk about in, in, a, in a minute. Um, so we are very used to working from home. And when we recruit new staff, like Andrea joined us just over six months ago, you know, it's really important to understand how if people are capable and, and, and um, let's say have the right mindset to be working from home because it can be quite lonely. Yes, we have video, but it's different. It's not the same as being in the same office, being able to walk around. Uh, you have to be very comfortable. And I think everyone has now experienced that uh, the hard way that, you know, once your space is limited, um, you know, you have to sort of really be able to, to manage yourself but i will say i'm very happy with how the team is functioning how the team is operating during this pandemic but also before um, very much used to working in a virtual environment Um, so let's go into the tips uh, tips and tricks section so some generic tips for say leaders so if you're a team leader right so the number one thing is acknowledge that the environment has changed now whether it's caused by the pandemic or not but Operating in a virtual environment is fundamentally different, uh, as you, you, you all know, right? So, you don't have the physical interaction, you don't have going to work and adjusting your mindset, as in, I'm going to work, right? You see a lot of funny videos right now, as in, uh, oh, you know, here's my morning commute, someone gets out of bed and, and, and takes two steps and sits at his, at his desk, right? Work and life is completely merged. Um, I think we all remember the BBC uh, uh, journalist. That was, you know, went viral when his kids, you know, uh, uh, invaded his room and he was trying to keep them away. That has fundamentally changed now. We, you see, people bringing their dogs into the Zoom call or in the or their cats or have their children come in and say hi and wave to the team. So lots of different things happen and and make sure that you acknowledge that for yourself but also for your team. Uh, other one, lead by example, show up and show vulnerability. And this is something I, you know, it's um it's really important to make people feel safe, but also that you know you as the leader you show up right so you if you are trying to get the team to to uh, get used to something new or different, lead do it right but also show that you don't you don't have all the answers you know I will say this personally i we have a lot of as i said, very experienced professionals, but everyone has been dealing with their own. Uh, uh, stress situations in the last uh, six to eight weeks and you know you don't know all the answers and you have to just help everyone figure out uh, how that works the, the third one is really critical and I think that was some of the questions I got before already is and I've been working from home for for 12 to, to 15 years already and and you see the difference if you people you know, the let's say the classic management style is you want to see people at their desk. You want to see that they have the sweat, you know, coming from uh well, not too excessive, but you do want to see them busy and stressed and working, looking at their screens or or making things or just be showing that they're busy. Um But it's different when you don't have that physical presence. People are asking, okay, how do I know that they're working? Well, basically you don't, but it's the same as in a physical office. Someone can be looking at their screen, but daydreaming, right? So you don't know what's happening in in their mind. So what I try to do is what we try to do as a team is to focus much more on outcome and not necessarily on presence. So... Uh, Andrea will, will know because she's smiling and said, because I said this many times to the team in the past weeks and months, if you get distracted, if something happens, if you're not in the right mindset to be productive or to be, to feel that you're, you're, you're creating, um, uh, you know, step away, uh, walk away. If you're just, you, you can look at your screen for eight hours, but that doesn't mean you're going to be productive. Um, so perhaps you need to take a, take a walk and think about something or, uh, change your scenery, walk away, go sit in a chair if you need to read things read things or change change that mindset, but focus on what you want to uh, what the outcome should be, and task your team with that. Give them the perspective of what the outcome should be and let them also figure out how they get there and At the end of the day, you can then come back to them and say, "Okay, you know this is what you 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 were trying to achieve. How did you go? How did you go about it? What did you do? did you achieve it? What did you learn? you know, and take it day by day, but being present, right. So don't have, I mean, especially in this situation, uh, the nine to five, uh, attitude is going to be very challenging for us. It's, it's very, we're used to it, right? Because we deal with five different time zones. So when I wake up, you know, I can look at my messages at seven in the morning and see Asia is, uh, is, is up and running and dealing with some bunch of questions. Then Europe comes up and then, you know, in the evening or late afternoon, uh, the Americas wake up and we have to deal with that. Um, A great tool to help you in driving outcomes is consider something that's a methodology called objectives and key results. Uh, It's something that's been developed and implemented in technology companies like Google. And we use it as a team to sort of set quarterly objectives. And the objective can be something that what you want to achieve, it can be aspirational. But you also think about, okay, how do I know that I've actually achieved it? Uh, What is my key result and how do I measure that? So we go through this exercise every quarter where each team member sets their own objectives and defines their own results and then is accountable for reaching those. So it gives you a great framework. And again, the link takes you to the book. Um, uh, But there's also a short video that explains it. And there's lots of information about it out there. And the last one, I said a little bit about outcomes as well um i i personally encourage everyone and i do it myself as well is to is to uh manage your time energy and your mood even in that sense if you don't feel that you're going to be very productive um you know as i said take a break do something else come back and try later i'm actually now having a i'm testing with a little tool on my computer that could be a little bit scary but it basically looks at my it it takes a sort of a screenshot, it takes a picture of, of, of my basically looks at my face and sees, It gives me a, a sense of what, how my mood is, but it also knows what I'm doing with my computer. So then I get a bit of a, of a graph every day and I can see what my mood score is. And then I can see which applications are influencing my mood, whether I'm positive or negative. So hopefully this one gives me like a hundred. Um, but it's interesting to see and get a sense of, okay, you know, normally you have your after after lunch dip or you have some other th- times in the day when you know you're not super productive so try and coordinate that and even chunk your day um you know again it, the time has changed it's not it's no longer necessarily nine to five it could be you know super active in the morning work from seven to to eleven uh take a two-hour break and do another four-hour sprint uh later in the afternoon but Try and coordinate that and try to follow and trust your, your intuition, how that works. Now for team members, individuals, you saw my picture of my desk first and I, I, I cannot encourage you enough, just get a paper notebook because it. there is something, okay, I'm maybe I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit old school, but there's nothing like just writing something down and obviously you can put it in a digital system afterwards, but just writing something down as soon as it pops up in your in your head is 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 very powerful and then for me it's as well that just especially when i am in meetings i don't necessarily type notes right so you you might hear lots of keyboards typing when you're in meetings but that doesn't mean you're paying attention i'd rather have my notebook uh, um, and scribble things down as as i go through because it helps me structure my 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 thoughts another great tip i read somewhere else is if you're working suddenly remote, uh, it's, it can be very useful to build your personal working from home manual. Um, and my team members know this as well. And they will, you know, uh, I think I've been able to eliminate internal emails, uh, meaning I don't read internal emails because we have other means to talk to, to communicate with each other. Um, so, you know, and I inform people that I work with saying, what is the best way to communicate or work with me? right? How do, how do I best respond? Uh, um, which channels? Uh, what is my timing? You know, and, and how do I make that as, as, as clear-cut as, as, as possible? And if you're working, if you're to working in an office and now you're working remote, you probably need to communicate that more clearly. Um, so people have a better understanding of how it's best to work with you. You have to learn that. If you're in the same office, you know when someone... When someone looks a bit grumpy, you don't sort of, you know, sit at their desk and start to chat about, uh, you know, something that happened at home last night. No, you know, you're going to stay away. But, you know, in a virtual environment, that's much more difficult. So it's good to make that very clear and and explicit. And again, this link leads you to someone that wrote an article about it uh, and has just a really nice little format that you can use. Third, communications, right? So again, in an office, you're used to walking into someone's up to someone's desk and asking a question and expecting an answer right away it doesn't work like that you don't know what type of uh, surrounding the in the, the other team member is in so i'm very accustomed and used to what we call asynchronous communication It means if i get a receive a message on teams i don't feel compelled to act immediately and respond and uh it's like with your commun- with your notifications right everyone has their phone they have their it's beeping all the time they're distracted no switch it off there's no need if there's something the way i usually communicate is that if there's something on fire my team will call me they know they give me a call and if they if they need an answer right away you know talking is 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 preferred um but be be you know set those expectations i don't ask my team members if there's again if there's something urgent i will give them a call i'll make them known hey this is important i need a need you to take a look at this uh, right away but i'm okay in asking a question it can wait two hours or it can wait a day um be okay with that allow your 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 team to to focus on the work that they need to do um yeah and just purely internal as i just said i don't Personally, I think email is uh, people, te- you know, you have the tendency, everyone has a tendency to sort of live in, in email. And as soon as that notification pops up is stop what you're doing and look at the email and go back, right? So, and we all know it's been, been proven scientifically that every distraction, this takes a lot of time for you to recover and refocus on what you're doing. Um, so, you know, email is mean, not, not my preferred means of communication. And then the last one, if you have the technology, you know, we see a lot of people sending files around. Can you send me this? Or uh, uh, I'm going to send you this file. And then you have some edits and you keep sending files back and forth. And what happens, that file starts to replicate uh, uh, like a rabbit almost, like rabbits, you know, you get, suddenly you get 20 versions of the same file and which is the last one. Well, you know, the secret is, you're, if you have a cloud infrastructure, whether that is SharePoint, Google, Dropbox, Box, or any other tool you use that has storage in the cloud, it does versioning for you. Um, uh, you know, it takes care of the version. You can revert back to another version of the document, an earlier version, you can collaborate, you can work together. It's it's amazing how uh, these tools have, have evolved over time. Um, so, you know, stop sending files around, just, you know, share a document, Work on it online, and you'll see that it, you know, it, it's going to be much more productive than sending it around.
0: Peter, before yep. we move on, we have a question. Yep. It says, "What is the name of the app which calculates your mood?" I need it for my husband.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll. Uh, it's it's Misu. It's it runs on a Mac. It's M I S U. Uh, but I'll 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 uh, just if you can take a note, then I'll uh, make sure to include it. Uh, but yeah, you can try it with your give it to your husband and see how it goes. Uh, okay, pro five productivity hacks, right? So these are more things that aren't like a tool, a trick, or a tip, but these are just things to 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 get your head around and uh and and, and see how it works. So we can launch can we launch poll number two, please? So poll number two is since working from home, you're feeling more productive, less productive, or it's the same as before. Okay. So that's a, that's a very interesting, uh, you know, 58% feel more productive, um, since working from home. So that's a, that's a really good insight to think about. Uh, also we have 26% that feel less productive. So, in both cases, I would certainly have a look and try and think, okay, what makes you say that? What is the the, the single thing or the one thing that that's forcing that gives you that insight and say, I'm actually able to do more? Now, whether that is because you have a better control of your time, you have less interruption, and if you're feeling less less productive, what is it that you're missing um, in in, you know? compared to, to before. And I'm certainly aware of that there are certain tasks or activities that you cannot do working remote, where you might need colleagues to collaborate with in a physical space, or you're, you're really needing tools and, and uh, other physical things that you cannot sort of bring to, to your home. Um, okay, so good to know. Uh, productivity hacks, a couple of great things. I, I looked up the definition of productivity and I found this one probably a really good one, which basically it it says a bunch of things, right? It says productivity is the daily practice of finding and doing meaningful work. And there's a few important words in there. Meaningful, I highlighted. I'm actually thinking practice is also one I would probably highlight. Practice makes perfect, but you will never get to perfect, right? So Let go of being the the ultimate productivity uh, uh, hero and guru. Um, You know, keep learning every single day, but find and do meaningful work. That's, I think, one thing really important. What I do, and that's actually the next item as well, every night I take a look at, okay, what did I do today? What am I going to do tomorrow? And I sort of plan my day. And I pick and choose what I think is really important, which is meaningful for me. And what else will I do as soon as I sort of get to work in uh, the next day? Now, whether that is at 7 a.m. in the morning or at 11 a.m. Or even, you know, at 1 p.m. But what, is it, what are the, what the things I'm going to do first? Um, and that really helps because then when you go to bed, basically, you, your mind is set. You've read this about people like Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg and all these tech uh, wizards that their closet just looks the same. They have the same... Uh, uh, just one type of like the turtlenecks that Steve Jobs was wearing or the gray hoodies that Mark Zuckerberg is wearing. It's all the same. You don't need to think about it, which means you free up your mind of, of what you're going to focus on. So that really helps me. I try to do it every day. It takes me five to 10 minutes and say, okay, what does a bidet look like tomorrow? How much time do I have? What is my most important work? And then try to check those things off. And we have a method in our team it's called Daily Bot, which works with Microsoft Teams, and it pings everyone. They can, they can, each team member can set what time they want to get the message. So mine is, is like 8, 8.30. I get a message and the bot asks me, uh, what did I do yesterday? What am I gonna do today? And is anything blocking me? And then everyone has access to that and we know what's, what's going on and what's happening. So I see that everyone's focused on their outcomes. Third item on productivity, something I, I read a book called Getting Things Done. I read it, the, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. So it's a bit of a classic. I don't follow the full method, but I take a few clear things out of it, which means I have like, a, like an inbox. I have a physical inbox. I have a virtual inbox, which is not just my email, but there's a few things I look at every single day and I process. Okay, is this something I need to do? Yes. Can I do it now? Is it two minutes? Yes, do it. Uh, can I not do it now? Okay. I'll schedule it. Am I not the person to do it? I'll defer it. So I'll pass it on straight away to, to one of my team members or I'll just ignore it if it's no longer important. Fourth element, control your time. So I schedule something called focus time. My team knows that they see it on my calendar. Uh, it's time I dedicate on my calendar to actually focus and, and do, uh, get my work done. Um, I can show you a separate, separate of my calendar. Um, you know, I dealing with with uh, lots of different people. My schedule can get booked up very quickly. I do get to complain sometimes. You never have time. Well, I do, but I also try to focus uh, time to get it done. If you're running on Office 365, there is this thing called My Analytics, and what it does, it analyzes your schedule. It looks like okay. It looks at who you're collaborating with, how much time you have to actually focus. Um, and you can set it to automatic, which means my focus time is now automatically looking at my schedule ahead of time and blocking certain elements of time so I don't get booked in meetings. There's also a method to do it manually, which I've linked to. And there's like a timed method, which you know is like a semi-automatic way to at least block some time on your calendar. And everyone knows that your schedule can fill up easily if you let people uh, 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 book meetings as much as they can but keep in mind dedicate time uh, for being productive and then the last one is about notifications means it was great when the iphone came out uh, 14 15 years ago and then we have all these notifications and it's pinging you have these little red dots that make you feel nervous and anxious then we got the smartwatches that even you know they don't ping but they your arm starts to buzz um uh, be very, very mindful and careful of those. Again, as I said, a notification is an interruption, and an interruption takes time to recover. Um, but my notifications are limited to a minimum. And the second thing is I only check email like three, two or three times a day. Uh, you know, being able to respond within, within three or four hours. If it's urgent, they'll give you a call, right? Um, but you know, switch off Outlook if you're using it or other emails and notifications. Just check it three times a day and do it in batches. A really, really good uh, uh, power tip that I use is, um, for example, I check my email before I, before I break for lunch. And yes, I do. I don't eat at my desk. We actually, you know, I have a household now with five. My wife is studying downstairs. She's in the class. My son uh, is in class as well Another son is studying and the, the, the third is also you know has to has school chores to work through so we schedule a time to actually break for lunch and then i check my email 20 minutes before we break for lunch so that puts me under pressure i only have 20 minutes you know and i and i push through the email and the use the getting things done method oh this is i need to look at and this is okay process and take care of it um
0: another question yep it says planning the evening before doesn't disturb your sleep
1: no it actually makes my well depends on what time you do it right so i don't plan like at at, at 11 so i do try and do two things one is i try to uh try and get eight hours more or less of sleep every day um but doing it more or less around 8 8 30 p.m is i just take 20 minutes uh, whether it's with a glass of water or tea or with my notebook and I, and I just sit down and look at my schedule. Okay. What is coming up? And that 15 to 20 minutes gives me a lot of basically peace of mind. So I know what I'm going to, what is the first thing I'm going to do the next morning other than, you know, getting up, getting dressed and all that other stuff. Um, so it gives me a lot of peace of mind. You know, I don't, but that's maybe my personal, I don't, you know, think about a lot of stuff while I sleep. I certainly, You know, we usually ask each morning, how did you sleep? I said, well, you know, I fell asleep and I woke up. So, and and nothing in between. No, but it actually gives you a lot of peace of mind. Um, um, And maybe the first time you get stressed about it or nervous, but, you know, get used to that practice. Just look at your schedule, what I I have going on tomorrow. Um, And it gives you a lot of peace of mind because you sort of have a mental uh, visual of what your day is going to look like.
0: Okay. There's um, another question that says, um, if you have any ideal techniques to write down how to plan a day.
1: Well, yes. Well, there's a couple of things, right? So one is um, um, because we communicate a lot in writing uh, and we use, for example, a project management tool, um, it's important on how you, in, in how you provide the written instruction. So everyone knows this again on my team. I'm, I'm quite sort of specific about that, that there is an art to writing a task. So um, it has, I think it's what it's called, like a, like a verb, right? It's do something. Uh, so let's say I need to think, so planning this, this, uh, this webinar, right? So we came up with this uh, last week and I s- sat down and I, and I mapped it out. But one thing could be to say, uh, okay, uh, consider topics for a productivity webinar. Um, so that's what I, what I write uh, because it means consider is that I need to think about it or if I need to write something or I need to send something, I need to, you know, it's those types of words that I use, but I try to formulate it in a word where it's, it is sort of the outcome of, of what I'm trying to do. Um, you know, and, and that's how I then sort of look at planning that day Um, and i can send i can show you what that looks like and i'll I'll take a picture of of my notebook Um, because you'll see that i sort of use that type of of writing and it gives me you know checking off those items is always something that again mentally is uh, is uh, you know can be considered satisfying for some people if you can scratch something off your of your task list okay okay let me go because we're going through time so A couple of apps or tools that help me just from a personal perspective uh, uh, take care of my work, right? And and I won't address all of them, but the one in the middle, One Password, you know, with everything in the cloud and online and creating accounts, you know, you can get sort of quite uh, stressed about your passwords. Uh, So I use an app called One Password. I'm not sure how long I've been using it, but for quite a long time, Uh, I have a family account. So you will know this. Hey dad, where's the Netflix uh, account or where's the Disney plus account or where's the Apple uh, ID or certain things that uh, you need to share all the time. So one password allows me to A, create passwords uh, that are super complicated, right? My, my team members will know, Oh, send me the years ago. Can you get me the password for like something that we shared? And I initially gave them like my one password generated password and you can't make sense of it because it can be just completely random. I don't know what my passwords are. But you accumulate 100 to 200 login accounts uh, across your sort of digital life. But one password allows me to, uh, uh, from a personal perspective, manage my passwords and security, even my, 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 you know, some, some secure documents. And a family account allows me to share with my family. So we have a parent's vault where my wife and I can access our, each other's bank information. Um, 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 and we have a family account where my kids can access the Netflix password and all that other stuff. So it is it is super useful. The other one, top left of the screen, is is something called Sanebox, and I love this tool. It's again, it is not like super slick and sophisticated, but it, they call it AI for your email. Now AI is a popular term, but this is really clever because what it does, it connects to your email account, so whether that's Office, Gmail, or something else, and it just. It just takes care of your email. So my inbox is very, very clean. It only has email that is sent to me. Newsletters go into a separate folder. Uh, um, you know, if, if I, I have another rule. If I'm CC'd on an email, you know this, right? The, the, the CC, now the, what is the etiquette for that? For me, it means CC's, well, if you're interested, here's what you can read, but I don't need to act op- upon it. So my CC emails go into a separate folder. And SaneBox is genius in that because you set it up once and it's almost like fire and forget uh, because it just looks at your email and newsletters and stuff. They all go into different folders. So you can set it up the way you like. And it sends you like a summary uh, uh, once a week, uh, depending on your frequency. And I just go look at the summary and say, okay, here's 50, 70, 100 emails that were considered not important for me. I can train it and say, oh, this actually is important. So I'll put it in my inbox next time. Um, And the coolest thing, what I use it a lot for is is it has a reminders feature. So you have this, right? So you're sending an email to a client and you need to make sure the client replies to you. So what you can do, you can back carbon copy, say, I'm sending an email to a client today and I need to know, I need to know tomorrow morning at 10 AM, you know, I need, I need to progress on the, on this project. So I'm sending the email to the client, I back carbon copy like uh, friday.10am at samebox.com. And then by magic, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., if I didn't get a reply from my client, that email pops up in my inbox again, and I have the opportunity to snooze it, uh, you know. And, and the beauty is it works with any mail client that you have, any mail platform that you have, it's, it's, it's genius. Um, another one, text expander is something where you type a lot of messages, so many messages are the same type a link to your LinkedIn profile, type a link to your website, type your email, your phone number, uh, many repetitive tasks, uh, text. You can use text expander. So it's a, it's, you can train it. You type what's called a, a shortcut and it will expand whether that's with, uh, dates or other things. It's super smart. Take a look at it. Cross-platform, uh, very clever. The last one I want to highlight, bottom right, Calendly is a service where you can connect it to your calendar. You see this back and forth and, hey, can you, can you meet tomorrow at 10 a.m.? No, I cannot. Can you do 10.30? No, I can't do 10.30, but can you do 11? Right? So you spent a whole bunch of emails trying to get together with another person. So uh, uh, I have something called Calendly. So if someone wants to meet with me, and you'll, you'll experience that because it's one of the links I'm going to share at the end and um, uh, it's plugged into your calendar. It shows availability. Someone can book a slot on your calendar. Uh, you'll get the invite. You can connect it to Zoom if you want or other virtual uh, meeting service, you know, and, and it's very easy to do. So if someone wants to is asking me to book a meeting, I just send them a link and say, go ahead, book the meeting, and it pops up by itself. Very, very efficient. Um, some things to your keep you...
0: Yep. Yep. It says, do 1Password work for the laptop and cellular at once?
1: Yes. So 1Password, I think it's cross-platform, but it works on your laptop, on your uh, desktop, on your phone, everything. And it just syncs by itself. If you change your password, it, it, you know, if you create a new password for one service, within a couple of minutes, it'll be on your phone.
0: Okay.
1: That was actually quite useful. It has a sort of a travel uh, feature. So... You might know if you fly to the US that uh, I think US Customs is, uh, is allowed to look at your phone and ask for your, your credentials uh, for certain services. So when I travel to the US, I'm, I'm not that, that paranoid, but I have the ability to sort of zap my, my passwords from my phone. I, I flip a little switch, it, everything disappears from my phone, and I travel to the US, switch it back on again, and it pulls on my passwords in. So yeah it's it's very useful have a look at it and uh, I I couldn't live without it we actually use for the team we use a different service called Okta which provides central login access for everyone so they can create their own passwords and manage their own passwords but also things we use centrally i can coordinate uh, through that one single interface um Couple of things to keep you up to speed or, you know, as things move quickly, but here's a few sites and blogs that I, I personally follow. They give me good ideas. Uh, I really like them. Bottom left, the Swiss designer gone New York, going to New York City is Swiss Miss. Um, really, really nice uh, blog with lots of creative ideas. Uh, she does a link post every Friday. Uh, gives you lots of things to think about. Uh, very nicely uh, curated. Um, uh, Ted, probably many of you know this, but you know, you can spend hours watching the, the nice thing, these videos are, 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 max 18 to 20 minutes and they have some really good ideas in there. So certainly worth your time, um, uh, online, but also on your phone, they have a great app. You can watch a video, you know, every day and find a lot of different topics. I really like Bill Gates, uh, uh not because he created Microsoft, but just because of his mind, right? So he has a great site called Gates notes where he writes his notes he's been quite you know prominent these days with the pandemic because he sort of predicted it five years ago um really interesting blog to read uh he also has uh, a, he's a, an avid reader which i am as well um and so you know he does post a lot of reviews of books he reads and something i've discovered lately is at the at the right the little phone thing morning brew it's a newsletter every day. It's about general business. It's Yes, it's U.S. focused, but it gives you some really good, interesting insights on what's happening, stock markets, uh, interesting developments, and some really, really cool stuff to take a look at. As I said, I'm an avid reader, and it says five books to read, and I realized that there's six. Okay. So um, uh, let me quickly take you through from left to right uh, how, why, what these books have meant for me uh, and why I think they're important. So on the left is the culture map. Now remember the, at the beginning I showed you we have This the team spread out through uh, uh, Throughout the globe and we have a whole uh, uh, Slew of cultures that we're dealing with uh, within our team. The culture map is a very interesting book to read It's an easy read uh, and lots of great stories about how cultures engage with each other and the subtitle is decoding how people think lead and get things done across cultures and the fascinating thing of it is that it provided us with a very very cost-effective little online tool. I had each task each team member fill out their profile. Just ask a bunch of questions and it creates a culture map for each individual. So it gives my team uh, the insights on how they how they co- how they map against sort of their their nationality, their culture. And then I can al- we can also look at how each other how we compare to each other. Say on a scale for feedback, uh, uh, we can see whether it's someone wants direct or very indirect, uh, and that gives you a great insight on how you approach someone, how do you work with someone. And I I found that fascinating. So that's that's an amazing, uh, not a th- not a thick book, not a very long read, but extremely interesting and 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 insightful, and a lot of fun to read as well, because um, it will challenge your. Um, um, uh, you know, how you perceive uh, other cultures and also how you perceive yourself. Uh, second book, Multipliers. Again, this is really good about how you make your team, you know, how you work with your team and how you leverage those, those capabilities and, and skills within your team and make everyone else smarter, right? So that's really important. The third one is Rework. This actually is quite a little bit older uh, by two people, founders of a company called Basecamp, which is a great collaboration tool. Um, and it's again, it's an easy read, 130, 140 pages. Gives some really great insights on about uh, uh, the future of work uh, and work in general. Uh, then we have Indestructible, and I noticed many of these covers are have a yellow color to it. I'm not sure why that is, but it's not my favorite color. But anyway, interesting. indistractable by a guy called Nir Ayal. Um, uh, his first book was called Hooked, which is great if you have, if you deliver online services, is how people get hooked to your product. Now he's written a book called Indistractable, and it's how to control your attention and choose your life, which is, again, really good insights on how you deal with the digital uh, influences in your life. Uh, next one is Deep Work. Very good sort of uh, uh, information about, again, rules for of focus success in a distracted world. Um, Gives you some really good pointers on, and I think some of the things I mentioned before on focus time. And the last one is a bonus. It's the art of gathering for us. It's a, it's a really important book for us as a team because it's about how we meet and why it matters. And interestingly enough, the writer, she's been on doing a lot of videos as well, because now we cannot get together physically, but she gives some really great insights on how to do it, how to do those things virtually. Um, fascinating book. You can, and it, it works for you personally, professionally as well. If you're running meetings, hosting meetings or hosting dinner parties, you know, it gives you some really, really great insights on on how uh, and why. I think this is the last one. Um, but podcasting is something that is quite uh, a good thing as well that I use to to stay up to to, to learn new things, which I, you know, I don't get to in- engage with on a daily basis. And... Um, I listen to podcasts when I go out for a walk, when I go for a run, uh, when I work out or, you know, when I do other stuff, I try to I usually listen to a podcast. And here's five that I think can benefit you in the current time. Free Economics Radio is something really good. It's a book that was written a couple of years ago and it talks about the hidden side of everything and it gives you some fascinating insights, uh, things you can learn, really fascinating topics that, you know, are not your day to day. But. A lot of fun to listen to. The second one is called How to Fail with Elizabeth Day from the UK. Uh, really nice because it, people talk about, you know, what failed and why it failed. Big projects, small projects, uh, uh, just, you know, entertaining and listen. The third, Esther Perel, you might know. Um, she's been famous for doing her series about uh, relationships and couples. She has now got a podcast series about housework. And this talks about people engaging on in, in a work environment. Very interesting as well. Uh, hurry slowly. Uh, I like that. It talks about you know, slowing down. Uh, not necessarily slowing down as in you're going way too fast, but gives you some really good insights on and interviews with people that have a slightly different approach to, to doing things while still getting a lot done, still being very productive, and, and everything else. Last one, again, bonus. Um, uh, this group is launching a podcast in the next couple of weeks. Um, but we're already live. So, you know, you've heard it here first, you can subscribe if you want. Um, that takes me, well, I'm actually good on time. We have 10 minutes left. So perfect. Um, again, there's a few ways to connect with me. Um, I'm quite active on social media, Twitter and LinkedIn. I post a lot of stuff. So if you're interested, go follow uh you can scan my contact card this is the one with the little contact card that's my phone number and email um on the right you see the Discu mobile app if you have the Discu mobile app uh, if you don't have it get it sign in um and you can actually scan this qr code and we're connected on disco.com. Um certainly recommend that and as we said well maybe it's not let's not say it's a bonus but If you want some additional time, I've had some members reach out to me that I've actually helped with some tips and tricks and tweaks, whether it was Microsoft Teams or Zoom or some other stuff or how I deal with things um, um, or finding information. Um, Feel free to to book a time on my calendar. You'll use Calendly so you get that experience as well. Um, Find a time that suits you and I'm more than happy to spend 20, 25 minutes talking. Again, you know, I can only talk about my own experience and everything that I've shared here is, is how we operate, how I feel about things and how we think about things. So with that, perhaps it's time to do poll number three and then do some more Q&A if there's more questions. So poll number three, the last one, okay? So when this is over, I'm going to go back to how I worked before. I have three options. Yes, totally, I can't wait. Uh, or you're going to completely change your, 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 uh, your setup and the way you work. Or the last one, you're going to say, no, okay, I've gained really good insights and there's some things I'm going to implement in a new normal.
0: I mean, everyone is going for a last Everyone time.
1: has learned something, eh? <laughs> yes. Very good. Very good. Okay, excellent. Excellent. So overwhelming. 95% gained some really good insights, which I think is great, right? Because it's like this thing with the, they, they tell this story about this massive big oil tanker that, uh, you know, when they come into Rotterdam, they have to sort of start the correct course, you know, when they're, when they're uh, uh, off the coast of France, because it takes time to change course. And, I think that's the, the the good thing about what's happening. Um, it's the positive about what's happening. There's lots of negatives, but I think the positive is that it has forced everyone to experience new things, new behavior, even learning about themselves. Right. So I learned a lot about myself as well, and um, it's good to see that um, we're going to have we're we're sticking with some of the new habits that uh, that we that we learned. So that's really good. Um, I think for me, that's it. So unless there's more Q&A or questions, we can open it up. We can, people can raise their hand or we have uh, the Q&A feature. But if not, then I think we can close.
0: Yeah, there are no questions at the moment. Um, I don't know if someone is typing in the last few things. From my side, this has been very helpful and insightful.
1: Yeah, And as I promised before, when I started, right, so I hope no one got stressed and took tried to take notes. Um, I will send you, everyone that, that attended, I'll send you uh, an email shortly, and uh, we'll have a link to the, to the slides. Um, and as I said, all the items you've seen here, most of it have a, uh, have a link behind them. You can click on them, and, um, and you can read them up, read up on them.
0: Okay, okay. We don't see any more questions. So we're just going to close. Oh, someone just raised their hands. Um, so maybe we allow that. Okay, sure. take it away. <laughs> okay, we'll explain how that feature works next time, I think. Okay, anyway, okay. I'm going to continue closing. So we don't see any more questions coming in. If you have them... Uh, We said that, you know, this will be posted the recording in vc.com and there is a comment box below on the page so you can reach out to us. You can also, you know, send us an email, uh, connect through the chat box on the website for any more questions that you may have. Um, As we close this window, you know, this session, there will be a free question survey that Uh, will pop up in your screen please answer because it helps us know what we do right what we do not so right maybe and other topics that you might want to hear about so it's very helpful for us you know to know what what your needs are basically Um, and that's it basically Um, we're here for you just reach out in any way you can think of and we'll see you next time thank you everyone thank Thank
1: you bye-bye
0: bye